Ladies, gentlemen, and everyone in between, welcome back to Destiny Lore Audiophile. Today, we have the first of a two-part series on some of the darkest lore uncovered over the last year. This is the tale of a wayward hunter and his descent into the maddening halls of a living nightmare. This is Captain's Log. Our voice talents include Robert Herrera as Catabasis, Rindel Zevis as Callus, Tom Hayes as Bartoran, Moonvald as Kinzig, and Maya Shepard as Gilgamesh. Links to the actors' Twitter profiles will be available in the episode's description. And now, without further ado... This page is blighted with mold and the imprint of a memory. The words seep experience into your open mind. Dirty eyes of catabasis. A royal invitation got me as far as the inner reliquary. I enter the belly of the Leviathan unattended. My eyes catch on the runes and Callus's crestfallen banners. His inner halls don't gleam. Reminds me of stories from the Golden Age. Polish of an air and present him on a platter. When you peel back the layers, it's just old, past with prime far behind. Ahead, a legionary and loyalist guild nods to me and swings open a door. A manufactured version of Kallus stuns toll on the other side. Its likeness mirrors the tribute holes automaton and many other statuesque boats I'd spoken to him through. Offer. She's an impressive beast. I've come to take the job. <laughs> come and see me, Catabasis. I have a gift for you. A statue points towards Dome Chamber. Its curled walls sport every kind of trophy. Bones on hooks. Taxidermy wrapped around terrified eyes on final moments. A clutch of counselors watches me as they take mechanical plates from three other identical statues of Kallus surrounding them. They huddle around a towering cage of filigree alloys and a woven circuitry, fitting the plates to it with sacramental focus until the cage becomes a tomb around a pearlescent seat, supporting a lonesome figure within. <coughs> what an auspicious early arrival. <coughs> God. Witness my containment. You have seen this. Callus's withering form swells and jostles. My thoughts stink of disgust, and I can smell it. <coughs> I am no more trapped here than you are by your light. 
need to assume this flesh satisfies me. How small. <coughs> my automatons stand as monuments of my image, reflections of my breath. <coughs> they are as I am, one collective self. As nothing is. I grin my teeth and look on, stepping sideways to see him from a different angle. His skin is mottled, a sickly translucence that grips my stomach. <laughs> your thoughts are as open as your fears, Katarnasis. Come, come, come. Look upon me, and let my counselors assuage them. Counselors lay more tick plates over Callus's living misery, brushing past me as they finish and exiting the room with my inhibitions. Mechanisms within the plates engage as plum light emits from the slits between them. Knacker runs smooth around the frame and into a throne-like cup of solid nobility. Beneath the throne, hoses bubble viscous royal wine into the sealed frame. Callus looks through me, eyes like plump chalk, as the last counselor fastens a faceplate into position. Deep orbs illuminate the faceplate, like wild eyes in the open pitch of night. We are alone. What do you know of lies, Catharsis? I pick between the words. There are a lot of different kinds. <laughs> and all of them are weakness. Gods do not lie. Like me, they have neither the capacity nor the reason. True power cannot be threatened. It does not compel deception. And yet... I have been betrayed by what I thought to be the final divinity. Sounds like you got swindled, Emperor. When the darkness found me adrift in the cosmos, rejected by people I had made, I thought to have found a confidant. No, an idol. They promised to return to me, to uplift me, that we may dance together among the stars and drink of the dying ecstasy to the end as one. But then chilling little fleet came and went. It was luscious. And so many tasted so much. Yet I am empty. Nothing. Trapped in this limbo of their lie. And gods don't lie. <laughs> Precisely. To be seen. For what we Cast a shadow in my halls.
Soon we will speak to the liar and separate from it the truth. Frenetic scroll inked in the margin reads. Smuggler switch is still working. Maintenance side edge. Had to kick in the vent. This page is blighted with mold and the imprint of a memory. The words seep experience into your open mind. Trudy eyes of catabasis. Her disheveled thresher rattles through lean, messian atmosphere. Collis's words ring in my ears over the storm rush of re-entry. The ship is yours to claim. Most of the seats in the drop hold are empty. A scion officer named Kinzik sits across from me. Her eye hasn't left me since she boarded. To my right, a craggy cabal centurion, complete with demolition satchels and projection rifle, adjusts the connectors on his pressure suit. He'd been assigned to make sure none of the other cabal try to kill me. Eh, seems news of my command has rendered a number of the crew indignant. A prod first. I can't imagine hiding a ship from the Legion was easy on Nessus. To be honest, I'm surprised they haven't tried to storm the Leviathan. They would die. Bad strategy. What does it matter? Kalasov fit to give you a ship, Katabasis. The Legion is stirred by Keitel's rousing human and the fall of Torobato. She sends heralds of her fleet. Ships come and go without stories recorded. We pass unnoticed for some time. First time hearing of it. You're saying they won't notice the ship taken off? <laughs> for some time. But normally, they would. Because it's a Legion ship. And you've set me up to commit thievery? All Cabal ships belong to Kallus. And Kinzik does not answer to you. Right. My shoulders slump forward, head resting in my hands as the thresher touches down. We disembark onto prickly, milk-rich soil, turning away from the sun as the deep green sky slowly bleeds out. A congested cabal shipyard glows in the distance against the crest of the dark, riding the horizon. You are Katabasis. Bartoran. You're my skullcracker. My ghost is Gilgamesh, or Gilly. I do that. But you will need to know my name if we find battle. I'm not looking to have a shootout with an entire base. I think the plan is more a quiet reprobation of goods, Bato. I do not like that. Gilly didn't take it first, but time wears you down. We follow Bato across the bluffs towards the yard, into the flatland desolous and sunless gloom. The shipyard is a massive pulverized flat of rough tarmac and shanty barracks surrounded by a barrier fence. It overflows with craft ranging across eras of the Cabal Empire. On the far end of the strip, Gilly spots arc light shining a figure draped in azure raiment stands above a throng of cabal, drawing attention like thunder. Whatever he's saying, they believe it. 
Billy catches a few words. It's the same talk you hear anywhere else someone's been forgotten. Blaine looking for a hole to fester in, wrestling at the edges of the tepid hope, at risk of falling back down into the past. Frenetic scroll inked in the margin reads, Maintenance hall off the cargo bay door. Cozy spot, floor side. This page is blighted with mold and the imprint of a memory. The words seep experience into your open mind. Through the eyes of Catabasis. Smaller ships flock like parasites around a centerpiece flagship. Kinzik points to it. A cabal carrier-class warship, Glycon Volatus. She touches her finger to the Yord's perimeter barrier. Over! Kinzik flattens her palm against the ground and displaces the radiolarian saturation with a bubble of void energy. It bursts and launches her and Bato over the barrier. I follow on steps of light, Vitex Mechanica rifle dangling from a loose strap. Bato settles last on an easy jet bursts. Kinzik steps in front of him and calibrates device on his chest plate before Bato turns to face me. One of your transmat. I will stop their signal receiver so our ship is hidden until we remove its locational anchor. We separate into the silent yard to our tasks. Kinzik and I weave through a field of parked interceptors as Bato does his best to try and stay inconspicuous on his way to a gargantuan signal dish at the adjacent edge of the yard. The daunting bow of the Glycon Velatus looms, obstructing the sky like a bloodied wave rearing up to consume us. I duck behind the frontal landing gear while Kinzik opens a service chute to the command deck. I peek through the open hatch. Down the hall, a lone scion runs diagnostics on the bridge. I carefully crawl inside and slip the long rifle from my back. Shoot it! Guns are loud, Gil. He wasn't totally off kilter. One thought from that scion could alert the whole yard. Ignorance. She will not. I didn't invite you in here. Your mind is unfocused and taxed. Chaos, where reason should lie. We need this ship. If you don't do something, that Scion is going to have every cabal in the sector on us. This is Yurik's ghost. She will not reveal us. She's Red Legion. Callus would see her executed. Scions fly in many colors, but within the cabal we exist in Congress, moving toward our own future. She will recognize my contribution, as I hers. If this sours, don't give it the chance. His words cinch around my lungs. Short breaths of weary anticipation escape. I sight my long gun and wait. Yurik stiffens as she becomes aware of Kinzik. She turns. They bow their heads together, the two empathize, and come to one understanding in silence. Whatever ambitions they have go further than this ship. This moment... This cabal. I hadn't thought that way since I last wore the veneer of a guardian. Sold a dream of an immortal city shielded by light 
as if it could go on forever. <sighs> forever is just a hope folks don't live long enough to see crumble. Yurix looks to Gilly and me, to my rifle, unthreatened. I feel her request for temperance and a tranquil reassurance of their cause. For a moment, I feel young. I stand. We warm the launch engines as Yurix slips away to join the throne and let us be. Bato materializes onto the bridge at a transmat and out of breath. He manages a few prideful words. Charge is set. We will not be tracked. A glycon breaks atmosphere as a colossal explosion rocks the shipyard and shudders through our hull. Flames spit across the distant yard below, spreading into a bonfire of heirlooms. Batu called it the spark that burns the past to fuel the future. Better than the other way around. Frenetic scroll inked in the margin reads. Doors on the fritz. And that way since we dove. Staying away from this one. This page is blighted with mold and the imprint of a memory. The words seep experience into your open mind. Through the eyes of Katabasis. Blood meets a slurry of oil and dark ether, draining into runoff vents in the cabin floor. I sit. A savage ding echoes through the harvester craft. I can hear them in the warbeast pens below deck, gnashing teeth maddeningly chewing through restraints, and the wet slap of their bodies battering the walls. Bato boards the harvester under a hail of tiny stones. The hold is secured and the casualties collected. He shuts the bait and restore behind him. I notice the two of us are alone. How many? We will be ready for tomorrow's harvest. He mistakes concern for weakness. I shift the question. How many more of these things does Kinzik want? Two days of harvest before leaving the shore. She tell you what for? No more than you. Following blind orders, something that sits well with you? Kinzik does not answer to you, Lightbearer. <laughs> so I've heard. More than once. My father spoke like you. Questioned. He abandoned Kellis to join Gaul's coup. Disgraced our bloodline. I threw off my father's shackles and pledged my life to the Emperor. I was shown mercy. Soon I will reclaim the clout of my line and the right to sire. Loyalty is not blindness. Loyalty is rewarded. Sounds like he turned away from a losing battle to one he thought he could win. He left when hope seemed small before he could see victory through. Callus will expose the secrets of the darkness and use them to reclaim Tora Bottle. It will be. Kinzik blocks the entrance into her lap. It had been hastily transferred from Leviathan to Glycon after our procurement of the ship. 
all manner of vicious looking machinery. She raises a finger to my face. Her language restructures in my mind. You do not belong here. I need to know exactly what you're using them for. Why? They are animals. Are beasts of burden. I ponder the ethics. They used to be something else. A deadened part buried and ignored. But... Such concern for a hunter. She meant to pin me to Cade. Ain't any different from defiling a corpse. You people honor your dead, don't you? I do not answer to you. Bato does. His soldiers do. Do you want to politely ask the scorn into confinement? Or do you want to be straight with me? Where is your ghost? Hangar maintenance. Come. Kinzik leads me inside the lab to a bundle of large vats adorned with all manner of pumps and wiring. She slides a viewing port open on the frontmost vat. Rabbit, scorn eyes, look with mine through the viewport. Dark fluid roils as the creature flails and fumes muted shrieks into liquid. Natural connection to the darkness made stronger. Their minds linked like ours, but without variance there is nothing to fill them. I watch it claw frantically against the vat wall until I hear the grating tone of bone-raw fingertips digging into the metal. A touch more violent than I'd expect from a mindless thing. They subsist of the last thought imposed on them. Kill for Figral. For the Lost Prince. But... Kinzik presses her hand to the tank. She fixates her eye in the scorn, and it mellows. With effort, their psyche is a vessel through which many expressions can commune. Too many for this one to inhabit. She releases the scorn, exhausted, and it drowns again, eyes shrieking terror. How does that help us? Callus will draw the darkness into them, and we will squeeze from them all they know. How? When we arrive at the anomaly, You will see. Frenetic scroll inked in the margin reads, Fungus choked off the turbine maintenance deck. If you find a way in, throw the switch. This page is blighted with mold and the imprint of a memory. The words seep experience into your open mind. Through the eyes of catabasis, Six hard weeks in the reef. Scorn, hive, and horrors enough. I still prefer the open short of the glycon, but it's earning its keep. He crossed the belt and anchored our gravity off Phobos, an old cabal base still holding operational tether. I volunteered to clear the base of Taken, get out a bit. Didn't even get a fire team together before we realized the damn things were docile. Against the anomaly, our little serpent ship was a worm, a speck like a distant star you squish between your fingers. The bottomless pit where Mars used to be fills every starboard porthole. Crew stand in the viewing chamber for hours. Some get dragged out. The immensity of it, planet-wide fathom of hissing dark, boundless, and us, 
planted on the edge of reason. It defies you. Callus docked with us yesterday, his scribe not but two steps behind him. Bruised the stock. Picked out the first one for what they're calling communion. He brought something on board. Scorn haven't shut up since. Kinzik is getting it ready in the viewing chamber. Gilly's eyeing it too, looking through portholes. I hear him at night, whispering. It's the same. All the way through. You were right, Katana says. It's all just a cage. Prison. So much bigger than we thought. What are we doing here? Frenetic scroll inked in the margin reads, You can rest midway above the turbine grinder. The noise covers your movements. This page is blighted with the mold in the imprint of a memory. The words seep experience into your open mind. Through the eyes of callous, the kakui fears. The crowd is gathered to stand with me, the emperor soon to be so much more. Amsot spread word of my arrival, and they clamored to be first in my presence in the viewing chamber. I spot the guardian in his little light as well. An extra morsel of bait. The ghost watches while the guardian resigns to the rear. Ah, such a pity. All will come to view the zenith of my labors. I am omnipresent. Every angle that can be seen is seen by statues at every corner. My plated carriage monitors the crown for apparitions. It is adorned with the gold Castellum for my viewing. I paid many lives to pride free from hive clutches, but it bent most agreeably. Its ability to bridge minds and bring them to submit. I see my tributes. Scorn, gibbering nonsense and unison, lashed in blood to the crown, a thorn made tool in my brilliance. My daring counselors anchor their psyches and prepare to bring the communion. <laughs> Greatness is before us. These watchers, I shall thrill them. I clap four monumental. 
pairs of hands. Let it begin. I turn all my gaze to the chamber's expansive viewing window as shutters unveil the grave of Mars. Tentrilic bands of phasing darkness spiral from the anomaly's core, enrapturing all of me, beckoning into the depths of its core with whispers like hooks through nervous I gape into the stimulating rife. Yes. My counselors place their hands on the crown and focus cognition through it. They pry open the scorn's collective synaptic pathways and sew them into the fabric of the anomaly's mimetic sphere. The glycon strains against the pull. Velocity surges forward to the anomaly. The surrounding reality tears away. We hold, suspended before the rife. It fills all of sight. Nothing just beyond the bend. Time ceases, and the cosmos arcs to accommodate my will. Delight in me. I emulated all of me in your image. Stretched my mind to live through so many. I read the pleasure and experience of every vessel. But despite my sundry perspectives, I still only see through my own eyes. And I want a destruction, but the melding of all that has come to pass. I wish to become as you are, to gorge on existence, to collect your promise to elevate me. <laughs> Look upon me! I peer into the dark and nothing. All of my forms transfix on the swirling anomaly. The cosmos bends and snaps as I stand, returned to my feeble reality, ignored again. The scorn shriek, nonsense in unison. It drowns out the whispers. It is all any of me can hear. I reach out as you showed me when we last met. I split open each scorn mind from my carriage, searching for you. Nothing. Every time. So I tear open their bodies. Fitfully pulling limb from socket, mind from skull, scouring them for your presence. I search until the shrieking can only be heard from 
distant lands. I meet the eyes of each crew member who would not look away. In them, I see it. You, peering back from behind the tension. An observer. Frenetic scroll inked on the margin reads, Dug out a spot under the refuse pit. It's still running, so be quick.